Support for WVIK comes from Kathleen Collins at the Dragonfly in Bettendorf. Using both conventional and alternative counseling methods for empowerment to help create change for individuals and couples. More information is at KathleenCollinsCounseling.com. Talking Art on WVIK is sponsored by the people at Quad City Bank and Trust, helping the local community with their banking and financial needs for more than 20 years. Information is at QCBT.com. Support for Talking Art also comes from the estate of Margaret Skinner, a longtime friend of WVIK and lover of the arts. This is Carolyn Martin, and I'm talking art today with Sean Moeller, the mastermind behind a variety of musical opportunities for our community here in the Quad Cities. Welcome, Sean. Hey, how's it going? Good. You've been involved in many different projects that bring quality bands to our community, starting with your founding of Day Trotter in 2006. But today we'll be talking about your upcoming Gas, Seed, and Feed Festival that will be held this coming weekend, February 15th through 17th in Davenport. For the uninitiated, what will they find there? Um, it's it's like my version of a South by Southwest. So it's kind of, uh, we like bringing in people that maybe you haven't heard of. Um, I'm trying to bring in people that I think I want to work with over the next year. Um, I sort of use it as a little bit of a, a testing ground for people that I think I'm going to be able to uh, kind of grow in the market. You know, a lot of the best things that I've put on over the last few years have been people that I've sort of been able to kind of nurture in the in the area. And, um, you know, I get a lot of satisfaction out of um, being able to kind of surprise people with somebody that they didn't know they were going to like. Mm-hmm. I bet, and we do too. Yeah. There are quite a, a few bands. There are 20 coming up uh, next weekend, uh, and that's over three days. Yeah. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yeah, so most of the bands will play a couple sets each. So, um, you know, if you like them one of the days, you can see them another day. And I, I really like that format. Um, this is kind of one, uh, I think this this time through doing it is going to be um, kind of the most bands doing that. Um, I've, you know, even just personally and, and seeing other people uh, that have come to the festival in the last two times I've done it, um, you can tell that the energy level is always higher for for that second set um, for bands that they really liked. So um, we're trying to do that a little bit more this time. So um, I think we actually booked a a few fewer bands um, than we did the last two. And um, with that kind of intention of of having them each play or close to each playing uh, two sets. Right. What type of music will, will people hear? Um, we have kind of a little bit of everything. I mean, there's there's obviously rock and roll, and there's folk music, and there's country music, and there's hip-hop, and there's R&B, and, um, you know, really anything you can imagine, we kind of have it covered. So it's it's a lot of fun. To go to Gas Fest, you need to purchase a pass, which can mm-hmm. be a single-day pass, or there are passes for multiple days as well. Yeah, there's, there's kind of a little bit of everything. So there's single-day passes. There's weekend passes if you can only go Friday and Saturday. Um, there's kind of a VIP pass, uh, Golden Ticket. That gets you into everything. Uh, that includes uh, we do some after-hour shows that are that are almost private shows at the Raccoon Motel, and those are kind of you know, we try to make those a little more special. And, and um, you know, it also includes a dinner um, that we're going to do Thursday night. The dinner is available for people who purchase the Golden Gas ticket, yeah, and it's capped at a hundred people. Yeah, right. 
you know, we invite the bands, uh, the artists to come and dine with us too. So um, it's kind of a nice way to kind of kick everything off. And, you know, everybody sort of, sort of gets friendly, which is nice. Have you done this before? We did. Yeah, we did the dinner the first year, well, in February last year, and it went really well. You know, the artists really liked it. And and again, I think it really just kind of greased the wheels for, you know, three really fun days. Mm -hmm. This is the second year that you've put on Gas Fest. And I suppose you learn a lot as you go along. And repetition is is a great thing in terms of of fine-tuning the process. Yeah, it's one of those things that's kind of like, uh, I think I'm learning stuff and and then there's other times where I feel like we haven't even gotten this thing going yet you know there's just there's just a lot of moving parts with a three-day thing like this and with so many people coming to town there's you know figuring out places for them to stay and you know, just making sure they're in the right places and, and making sure enough people come out um, to take the festival in and you know I, I think this each one we've done I think has gotten a little closer to the way I envision it but um, I'm still not there yet mentally um, <laughs> Well, it sounds like there's a tremendous amount of behind-the-scenes work pulling something like this off with 20 bands, a lot of moving parts. We'd mentioned um, briefly that that some of the concerts are at the Village Theater, but you have several. You have two venues. Mm-hmm. The other is at the is at your place, the Triple Crown uh, Whiskey Bar. Yep, and that's in Davenport on Third. Yeah, Third, Third and Pershing. And then uh, the Village Theater is in the Village mm-hmm. of East Davenport sure. on Eleventh Street. Right. How do you locate? all your artists because you bring so many different groups in um it's kind of like all over the place i mean i don't know it's it's just what i do every day i mean i'm just kind of hunting for people i get a lot of good recommendations you know there's a lot of people i sort of trust and friends and i think a good chunk of people that i find um are recommendations from other bands that i've had in um that's always helpful you know if somebody from nashville says hey you have to check out my friends they just made a really great record you know i've if I like that band, those recommendations, I think, come a lot, you know, with, with a lot more weight to them than just the random searches uh, that I do. But, you know, every once in a while, something just crazy falls into your lap um, that you weren't really thinking you were looking for. I mean, that happened yesterday to me. I found this band from North Carolina that I'd never heard anyone talk about that I just sort of stumbled upon somehow. And uh, I kind of listened to them all day yesterday. And, um, you know, I'm going to try and get them to Davenport sometime soon. With so many different genres that you're showcasing, it must take a lot of time to do that. Um, still, you must have a, a personal preference of type of music, or is that not the case? I don't really. Um, you know, I really just kind of like seeing – I like seeing something uh, original. I like seeing something that, um, you know, I mean, it's everybody's – everybody's got their own taste. Everybody's got their own opinion about what's good. I like kind of being pretty open-minded, and, and um, I don't necessarily look for good. I do. I look for quality, but I look for, like, people that are just doing something original, you know? And, and a lot of times that could just be in uh, the way they write a song, the way they, you know, they the way they phrase words, the way they, you know, write a chorus. And a lot of times, obviously, if those things, you know, are original and different, it means they're good, you know. It, it, I'm not trying to say I bring a bunch of just people that do a bunch of weirdo things in, but I think there is something to just being a little bit different that lends itself to actually being great. Yeah, absolutely. Know? And I mean, that's again, that's everybody has a, a preference, and, and some people think they don't like that or think they don't like that. But um, I think with every show I put on, I try and. Um, have it be very palatable for for anyone you know i um, i think you'd be very surprised no matter how old or how young you are that you like something 
Right. I that, agree with that. that. You know, you didn't know you were going to like, you know, I mean, there's plenty of people that say I would never go to a hip hop show or plenty of people that say they don't like country music. But unless you hear like the people that are at the very top of their craft, I don't think that's a really fair statement to make. I, I don't think you can confidently say you don't like that kind of music, because if you like music, I think you're going to like anybody who's doing something um, in an authentic manner. Right. I totally agree. I myself have have uh, believed that I just didn't enjoy a particular genre of music or type of music. But when you hear them live, there's a huge difference between listening to live music and watching them perform yeah. than just hearing a uh, recording. It bridges a lot of gaps. I mean, when you see a live performance, I mean, you know, you can understand why certain people maybe say they're turned off by right rap or hip-hop right i mean there's there's a, a large demographic of people that would be like ah, i don't like that but until you see like somebody really great perform it live i mean the energy in a room when when somebody is performing really great hip-hop is like nothing else and and i think the same thing goes again i mean i i, I come i say those two genres country and hip-hop because i think those are the ones that are most um where people feel torn, where it's like, I don't like this and I don't like this. Everything else kind of gets a little more wishy-washy, but those are the two genres that a lot of people say they don't like, right? And and country music the same way. I mean, a really great honky-tonk band live in a room is, whether you like that or not, it's undeniable. They're usually great storytellers. They're usually great performers, great musicians. And, I mean, I, I think... You're doing yourself a disservice if you don't check it out. Right. You just have to go to Nashville you once really and do. you'll start to like Well, we bring time. Nashville here, which is kind of <laughs> great. That yeah. is really great. With 20 bands playing, do you try to mix up the genre? So at any particular night you hear a variety of different bands or do you try to have more similar ones play kind of back Yeah, to I back? mean, we try to kind of like, even with just the way the night's laid out, obviously things are happening at, at both venues, you know, simultaneously, but we kind of stagger it so that you can kind of see, you know, a little bit of everything and we try to not, you know, put two people that are similar music, you know, playing around the same time. So, you know, if you do, you know, want to choose like just seeing a certain kind of genre or whatever you can and you don't have to miss out on, on some of the people that you really want to see. And you can literally drive back and forth between yeah. the Village Theater and the, the Village of East Davenport uh -huh. and the, tri the Triple Crown yeah. Whiskey Bar. Mm -hmm. Given your obvious passion for showcasing musical talent, I was always curious, what is your own musical background? Did, do you play an instrument? No, not really. Um, I used to play guitar when I was in college, just for for giggles. Just for fun. That's just it. For fun. Otherwise, um, lo just love listening to it. Yeah, I don't know how it happened. I mean, I don't really have a musical family. I just, um, you know, you gravitate to what you gravitate towards, I guess. And I mean, when I went to the University of Iowa, I just went. I don't know. Uh, I finally had like record stores that I could walk to, and I went to every day. And I don't know. I just got infatuated. Mm -hmm. Finding something you love is often accidental. I think so. I yeah, mean, it's not intentionally chosen necessarily. Right. And for those who don't know, you rather boldly left your day job at the Quad City Times in 2006. You were a reporter and you were a journalism major, I understand. I sure was. At the University of Iowa. Um, and then in 2006, you founded the online musical outlet Day Trotter, mm -hmm. which you've since moved on from in 2016. Yeah. Uh, you left them and along the way become involved in ev even more numerous other uh, musical production projects. Yeah, it's it's just been kind of a steady a steady grind of things. Um, 
uh, I feel like I'm doing more stuff for the community now than, than I ever was. I mean, I really look at everything that I do, not necessarily as my job. I mean, you know, I need to raise my family and things like that, but I see it all as kind of an offering for, for this community. I mean, my, my goal, um, I don't really think I've even started yet just making this place a, a genuine music town. We are certainly very grateful for that. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying, you know, I'm trying my hardest and, uh, you know, it's working with kind of every day that we go on, more people know about this place and more people want to play. I mean, the, the inquiries I get just from, you know, the last year of having the Raccoon Motel open, it's amazing the opportunities we have for people wanting to come here, you know, with, with both there and Codfish Hollow, um, you know, we're, we're not short on, on some of the best people in the world wanting to play here. And, um, you know, that really wasn't always the case. It hasn't been the case, at least for a long time. And I think I'm just kind of scratching the surface for, you know, where I can take this place. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a bunch of ideas that, you know, hopefully I'm going to get off the ground this year. And, um, there's a few other venues I'm working on, um, that I'm going to open this year. And, um, it's going to get a little bit weird. You had mentioned Codfish Hollow, and for those who don't know, that's this incredible venue outside Makokoda, uh-huh. so about an hour north. Yeah. Tell us how you got involved with that. We did a tour, or uh, you know, I had this idea to do a tour all in barns um, in the Midwest. I don't know, that was probably, what, eight years ago, I guess, nine years ago. And is that what Barnstormers was all about? Yeah, yeah, so we called it a Barnstormer, and... Um, it was like a five-day thing, and I just found uh, five barns just randomly. And um, the Beals, who owned the barn up in Makokoda, were the first people I found. And I got introduced to them through a mutual friend and went up there and looked at the barn and uh, it was filled with hay. And I talked them into <laughs> getting the hay out of there, and we started doing the shows there. Yeah. Um, you know, we did... From the day I met them, when I drove out there and just kind of looked at the property, I mean, we were strangers, and uh, I think we did our first show there three weeks later. Wow, that's amazing. It was pretty weird. I mean, it's really strange, like, kind of how it's all happened, but um, they're some of the, the most amazing people I've ever met, and um, it's been a really great it's been a really great friendship and a really great partnership, and I think what we do out there makes a lot of people happy, and so that, it, it that makes me happy. It certainly does. People who who have seemingly very disparate, you know, interests and yeah. different backgrounds really do find this community around music, which yeah. I found find such. A well, I think that thing. place out there is, uh, in particular, well, it's very special. I think anybody that goes out there feels it, but more so than that, I, I think it brings together such an interesting melting pot. I mean, it is really amazing just to see who goes out to that barn. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I've seen entire families with young children. It's amazing. And I've yeah. seen people over 70 Absolutely. out there. So we all love music at, at any age. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's great. It's magical. Yeah. Besides your musical passion, you're, you are involved in other projects, including being one of the organizers of the upcoming TEDx conference. And that's being held at the Figgy on March 7th. Yep. Yeah, that's. Um, it's going to be a really cool event. It's quite the process. There's a lot of uh, rigorous sort of rules uh, involving that whole TED world. And uh, This will be the first one in Davenport. This is the first one, yeah. And, uh, you know, if all goes well, I think the way it works is the, that you can kind of like retain your TEDx license. So they kind of have a radius clause, so there really can't be another one very close to here. 
So it's kind of a special deal. Um, you know, it took a little bit of uh, the main organizers, Andrea Olson, and, um, you know, she kind of set out to, to grab that license and uh, kind of put on this event here. And she reached out to me and uh, a woman by the name of Chris Caves, uh, who, you know, we've just kind of been along for the ride a little bit. There's been a lot of work, but we've we've kind of been vetting the speakers you know had to reach out for speakers you know i've gone through rehearsals you know there it's kind of a rigorous sort of thing that they have to go through things have to be very specific and uh you know the whole idea uh behind the tedx talks is you know they have to sort of introduce new ideas and they have to kind of be inspiring and uh and are these outside speakers that are coming in or uh, are they a local? lot of them are yeah i mean we have rehearsals and, and they've flown in for rehearsals. <laughs> and uh, it, it's really kind of incredible. I mean, it's it's one of those things I think you get into that TED world um, and, and you want to be um, kind of on a speaking circuit. Um, it certainly does help you. It gives you a leg up. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of people that have had kind of their 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 ideas um, and, and, and a thought of what they want to talk about um, ever given the opportunity for this. And there's some really great presenters that we found or, or that jointly found us. And that combined with kind of just the whole day, I mean, there's there's kind of like people that we'll have in the lobby um, just doing various things, art, you know, just, just other things, just other kind of like things that they're passionate about. I mean, really, I think I think that's kind of what it boils down to is a lot of people that are just passionate about a, some, you know, something and, and they kind of like really boil it down to, a short talking point because I mean these these talks are between five you know most of them are five minutes a couple are ten minutes long so it's not like you have a lot of time to really uh, ramble um, you have to be concise and and uh, you have to kind of get to the heart of the matter you know it's been it's been really inspirational you know just kind of being a part of it but I, I think it's going to be a really great event for the community and hopefully you know um, we had a lot of interest you know for attendees and I think. You know, I think it's going to be a really, really interesting oh, thing. Oh, I think so, too. TED, TED Talks have been so popular. I listen to them a lot in yeah. podcast form. And, and it's just really exciting that that we're hosting um, hosting one. So thanks for your involvement with that. And yeah. just, uh, you know, you have quite a breadth of, um, of interest, which is really fun for me. So, Sean Moeller, thank yeah. you so much for talking today. Hey, thanks for having me. Of course. I hope you have a great turnout at your upcoming Gas Fest at the Village Theater in Davenport this weekend, February 15th through 17th. The schedule can be accessed online at Moeller Nights, that's M-O-E-L-L-E-R Nights.com, and date passes can be purchased online at that same website. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Well, hope to see you there. I hope everybody's there. This has been Carolyn Martin, Talking Art in the Quad Cities for WVIK. Our theme music is provided by a Quad City legend, the late Ellis Calhoun.